I forgot I'm back. <laughs> Jason said, aren't you going up? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's good to be back. Whew. Get out of the habit of, of uh, doing this. Hey, it's good to see all of you. Glad you're here. Yeah, wow. Y'all look good. Took good care of yourselves while we're gone, and we appreciate that. Appreciate you being here. Um, had men's advance last week. Wow, we had a great time. Yeah. I, I, if you were at men's advance last weekend, just stand up. I wanted to see you, see who. I'll, yeah, right there. Look at these men. Yes, we had a great time. Uh, thank you for being there. We, uh, God really moved, and we just had an exciting time. If you've never been to a men's advance or you missed it this year, you need to start thinking about it and sign up right now on your connection card. Uh, I tell you, God showed up. And, um, and I'm still here feeling those pizza rolls from last night. Y'all hear that? It says pizza rolls. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all missed last night. If you don't come on Saturday night, you miss pizza rolls. And uh, last man, uh, there we go. I, anyway, I better start. In uh, late 1965, does anyone know the number one song on the Billboard charts? And the name of the band was The Birds. Does anybody know what that was? I, I heard Turn. Yeah. You just won yourself a pumpkin, Mark. <laughs> anyway, uh, the band's going to play that song for us.
You know, it's, uh, um, if you were singing that song, that is the um, a Billboard, the only song, the oldest lyrics on any song to ever be Billboard number one. That song was written back in around 900 B.C. Uh, when those words were penned uh, by uh, Solomon in Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 12. Most scholars agree uh, that that was uh, about 900 B.C., thousands of years before the lyrics to that song uh, were written by the, by the uh, band, The Birds. And the lyrics were simple. To everything, there's a season, and so on and so on. And Solomon, when he penned those words, was establishing a rhythm uh, that there, there are seasons in which uh, uh, it's okay, and then there's a season when it's not okay. So today we're going to, uh, we're starting a new series, as Gay said, called Seasons. And our foundational verse for this series is this. There is a time for everything and a season uh, and a season for every activity under heaven. You see, during this series, we will look at how to make the most of the seasons of life. No matter which season you're in, all of us right now are in a season in life. And no matter what season we're in, we have to learn how to make the best of the seasons, no matter which season that, is, that we're in. And we also want to help you understand that God can bring good out of every single event in your life, no matter how dark or how shameful or how guilty or how bitter uh, you feel about it. Uh, in this series, we will learn how uh, we need to, uh, what we need to do so that God can make something good out of the ugly seasons in our life. And some of you are right now in an ugly season. You're in a season that's no fun at all, and it's dark, and it's ugly, and dreary, and uh, you just can't hardly wait to get through it. So, so what is a season? For our purpose, a season, is, uh, a season in our life is a period of time that has been given to something for something to happen. But to fully understand the seasons of life, we, we need to start with the seasons of nature. Now, nature, we all know that in nature, things grow. They sprout, they grow, and, and they fulfill their purpose, and then they die. That's how nature works. In nature, there's winter and spring. They are times of preparation. In the winter, the ground is, uh, it gets cold, the ground freezes, and as that ground freezes, it kills the germs and the bacteria in the soil. And, and, and plants ha that have died during the previous season, they decay and they help bring nourishment uh, to the soil. And, and, the, and then as the late winter and early spring comes, the soil is plowed and it's made ready and the seeds are planted and they mature and they grow. And then summer and fall, the crops are mature and they're harvested. And the farmer then sets the crops, uh, or sells the crops for money, and he uses the money uh, for good, uh, to support his family and enjoy the things of life. And so God uh, has so arranged it that things here on earth and in our lives operate in seasons. You know, we, we can count on that because uh, he tells us so in Genesis 8:22. The Bible says, as long as the earth remains, there will be springtime and harvest, cold and heat and winter, summer, day and night. You see, the farmer's goal is to produce a large crop and then sell it uh, for a lot of money 
uh, to receive from it. You see, that uh, he cannot, however, receive the money until he properly goes through the seasons. And the seasons are, are required uh, to produce a crop to harvest. And, and as he goes through the season, he must do the right things. I mean, he can't just uh, throw the, uh, the crops in the ground and expect them to grow. They have to go through a season of growing. I got to put my glasses on because I've come back blind. Uh, he won't successfully produce a crop that will bring him the money he desires until he does the work so that the crop will become mature. So it is in our lives. Just like our lives, when we desire to be fulfilled and live the fulfilled life, we must observe the seasons we go through and do the right things during the season. That season that you're in right now, you have to do the right thing in that season as you pass through them. And one of the primary ways, unfortunately, that God grows us is through the tests and challenges and the dark times in our life. And, and then we face those in each season. And so we must understand the seasons. And if we do not understand the seasons that, that, that if we do not understand that there are seasons in our, our life that right now you're in a season that is so easy to draw the wrong conclusions about what's going on in your life and the reasons for it. You see, God has a plan, and he has a purpose to make your life beautiful. You might say, man, I'm in such a time, there's no way. But God has a plan, and he has a purpose to make beautiful things out of your life, but you gotta do the right thing in the season that you find yourself in right now. Even in the good seasons, even in the fruitful seasons. You know, we were on sabbatical, and I gotta tell you, that was a good season in our life. I mean, to be away from the, the emails and the hustle and the bustle and the phone calls and staff meetings and other meetings and this and that and all that goes on in our life, it was a good season. But I got to tell you, in that good season, there were some tough times. Even though it was a good time and a good season in our life, there were times, things that we bumped into that God worked in our life to make something more beautiful out of our lives together. And see, we don't always see that God has us in a process. We are short-sighted and we can't see the extent of God's work from the beginning until the end. So today I want to give you some things that are good to know about seasons, okay? You got them in your notes? And as I told the group last night that was here, at least take your notes out of the program, okay? Because poor Howard came in yesterday for two hours and he printed those notes, he cut, cut them in half, and he stuffed them in the program. So at least humor him enough to take them out of your program, okay? Hey, Howard, he's not even in here, but uh, he'll appreciate that. Uh, anyway, first, seasons do not last forever. Just as summer, we just came through a hot summer, and summer has turned to fall. This too shall pass, and soon it will be winter. And we'll get into the winter, and soon it'll be spring, and it'll be beautiful, and again, it'll be summer. And you see, change is always on the, on the way. Life has a way of changing. Good seasons come, and, and so do bad seasons. Bad seasons do not last forever, and seasons of blessing and harvest do not last forever in this life. Seasons do not last forever. Next, the change of seasons is not a sign that you are a good or a bad person. 
You know, when bad things happen in a season, it's not a sign that you are a bad person. Sometimes in our life, when things don't go the way we want them to go, and we're in this bad season, this ugly season, we begin to think that somehow we're a bad person and God is punishing us because we are a bad person. But I want to say to you today that bad things happen to good people. Jesus himself said he makes his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust. You see, you're not worse than others if you're going through a bad time. And you're not better than others if you go through a, you're going through a good times. Because seasons include both good and bad times. There are 26 different life experiences in Ecclesiastes 3, 2 through 8. As the song said, there's a time... Ecclesiastes says there is a time to be born and die and repair and tear, build and tear down, peace, war, plant and uproot, and on and on and on. There's a rhythm of life where there's a good season and then there's a not so good season. Four seasons uh, in nature, there are four seasons, but then our lives, there are many, many seasons that we go through. There, there, there is a time and a season for everything. But God makes everything beautiful in his own time. Some of you right now are going through some seasons that are downright ugly. You know, the one thing that we tried to keep up with when we were on sabbatical is praying for people who were going through the ugly seasons of life. And man, we got some word of some ugly things that some of you uh, at Salem Fields were going through. And there are those ugly seasons in our life. And in due time, I want to tell you, if you're in one of those ugly seasons, in due time, I can promise you that God is going to make something beautiful out of that season in your life. No matter how dry and hot the summer may be, I'm telling you, fall is on the way, and it's a beautiful season, and it'll get cold and ugly and all that. And then i got to tell you, spring is on the way. Because God will make something beautiful out of your life. Don't read too much in the negative things that are happening in your life. Stuff happens in life. Another good thing to know is never let the seasons uh, that you're in, that you're in, define who you are. You know, sometimes we have a tendency to allow the seasons we're in or define ourselves. We say, well, I'm a loser. Or I'm this or that. Don't change what you believe or who you are according to what season you're in today. Paul says, from now on, everyone is defined by Christ. He was saying, uh, you know, that, that, uh, that, that our, let our lives, no matter what, whether we're uh, in good seasons or bad seasons or whatever we come from, whatever our background, uh, whatever sins we've committed, whatever has been going on in our life, he says, now on, if you are a believer, we are defined by Christ. You are defined by Christ. You're not defined by the season you're in. And everyone is included in Christ. People often define who they are and thus make bad decisions in tough seasons. Be careful what meaning that you give to the things when you're going through a tough season in life. You see, God, character is developed in the tough seasons. And I've learned in my life that God is more interested uh, in my character than he is about my comfort. He's more interested in the character that I am. You see, God's plans don't change just because seasons change. God has a purpose and a plan that a process that he takes us through in life to get us to where he wants us to be more Christ-like in our lives. You see, God is still with you whether you're in the storms or the sunshine. 
Also, you cannot control the seasons. Only God can. The Bible says God controls the times and the seasons he makes and unmakes kings in Daniel 2.21. You see, there's not much in life that we can control. Life has a way of just popping up with different things. I mean, things can be going good and all of a sudden, bam, and something happens in our lives. You know, I, I've been in seasons of my life where it just seems like things go from bad to worse and they keep getting worse. And, uh, and there's been times, honestly, I've just looked up at God and I said, God, why don't you just dump the whole darn thing down on me? You know, let's just get it over with. And so we can move on, but that's not how God works. You know, we can't control how things work in our life. But don't give up because the season has turned dark. Remember, God is in control, in control, and we are not. We are not. Next, each season requires work. Farmers do different work in different seasons. There's times for planting. There's times for resting. There's time for fertilizing. There's time for watering, and then there's time for harvesting. You see, there are times that, that there's a lot of prep work required in order to reap a harvest. And there's a lot of work that's required in the season of life that we're in. You might say, well, I'm in a good season. I got to tell you, there's some work to do in the good seasons of life. And there's some work when we're not in the ugly seasons. There's some work that we have to do to get through those seasons. The Proverbs says, a sluggard does not plow in season. So when the harvest time comes, he finds, uh, he looks but finds nothing. So we need to do the work that relates to the season. We also need to learn from every season that we're in. We're in a season now. The Bible says, remember what you've learned about the Lord through your experiences with him. Every season has lessons for our life. What I'm learning now will help me to be wiser when I go through the next season. So don't freak out when we start going through bad times. I have a tendency, well, you know, life's falling apart, the world's falling apart, gosh, you know, and we freak out. But God is with you in the seasons, the ugly and the dark seasons of your life. The Bible says that God will never leave you nor forsake you, that he will be your helper in time of need. God will be your helper in no matter what season that you're going through right now. You got to ask yourself, what does God want me to learn from this season of my life? I'm in a dark season. What does God want me to learn? You know, we we tend to forget. Uh, we forget uh, tend to forget uh, the past, and we repeat our mistakes. You know, and you don't want to forget the lessons of the past, or you'll have to relearn them. I mean, if you're praying for patience, and if you don't learn it. Uh, pretty soon you're going to get have to relearn it, and you're going to have to you're going to keep going until you learn it. In other words, what I'm trying to say here I might not be saying it very clearly is if you're in a season right now, learn what God has you to learn, or you're going to be in that season again until we learn what God wants us to learn in the season of life we're in. And remember, God's goal for us is good. God's goal for us is to be more Christ-like, is to be more like Him, to live the abundant life and enjoy the life that God has for us. Paul says this, Paul says this happened so we might learn to trust, not in ourselves, but God. God will allow the seasons of life to happen in your life until we learn to trust him and not ourselves. Next, enjoy the season you're in today. The Bible says people ought to enjoy the days of their lives. Each day and each season is a gift from God. You know, we say, well, this, 
It's a gift from God. No matter what season you're in, if you begin to look at it as a gift from God. So we need to enjoy it no matter the circumstances we're facing. Paul says we are to give thanks in all circumstances. This is God's will for you. But do you want me to give thanks for cancer? Yeah, I want you to give thanks for God, thanks to God that he has got you in the palm of his hand. We don't thank God for the cancer, but we thank God that he is with us and he has promised never to leave us nor forsake us and that he will be our helper during this time, this season in our life. I, we had a friend in Woodbridge when we were up there as pastors in Woodbridge. Uh, I, I remember that this guy came to me and his, his six-year-old son had a brain tumor. And he, and he was not expected to live. And, and this guy was in my kitchen praising the Lord. I mean, just praising the Lord and thankful to God. And, and, and it, it just, it spoke volumes to me how when I get in a bad season of life, I'm not usually praising God. I'm usually whining and complaining and griping and worrying and stressing out. And he was praising the Lord. He said, buddy, I'm not praising the Lord because God has, my son has cancer and tumor in his brain that's inoperable. I'm praising God that he's gonna heal him. And you know, God healed him. That doesn't always happen, but I gotta tell you, whether he would have healed him or not, he would George would have been okay because he had the right perspective that he was in a season of his life. And we need to give thanks in all circumstances, you know? And, and we need to learn to begin to enjoy, and I think we can begin to enjoy the moments and the seasons of life when we give thanks. And we need to, we think we have lots of time to enjoy important things and people in our lives. And I'm saying to you and I, we need to learn to enjoy the moment that we're in because we're not promised another moment. We're only promised now. You know, Chuck Swindoll used an old nursery rhyme to highlight this point. He said, pussycat, pussycat, where have you been? He said, I've been delighted to visit the queen. Pussycat, pussycat, what did you do while there? He said, I chased a mouse under her chair. He says, stupid cat, you could have been out seeing Big Ben. You could have visited Windsor's Castle. You could have gone to the River Tyne or you could have eaten scones, but you chased a mouse. You could have done that at home. Enjoy this moment. It's also good to prepare for the next season. Farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. <coughs> As we were coming through the Shenandoah Valley on Friday, coming home from West Virginia, uh, it was raining like crazy. But I could notice in the valley, which is the most beautiful place in the state of Virginia, whether you know it or not, the Shenandoah Valley, take a ride through it on a nice sunny fall day, and you'll agree with me. But you could tell where the farmers had begun to harvest. You see what they had done, they had worked hard. The corn was big and tall and they had worked hard to make that crop happen in the seasons that they needed to, but now it was harvest time. But before long, before long, it's gonna be a dark, cold season and they begin to, the farmer will begin to prepare for the winter. They don't wait until it's winter to prepare. And I, and I would say to you right now, if you're in a good season, now this won't be very encouraging, but if you're in a good season right now, I would begin to prepare because there's a bad season coming. And I begin to prepare my heart and I begin to prepare my relationship with the Lord and I would begin to do the things I need to do to be prepared for whatever season happens to come in my life. 
because they change just like that. Seasons change just like that, and we have to do the hard work. Farmers keep planting even if they lose a whole year's work due to floods or droughts. And we can be confident that God is working things out for our good no matter what's going in our life. Now, this is a promise for believers. If you're a Christian, if you've accepted Jesus Christ, I have a promise for you today. I'm sorry if you're not. Because this not, promise is not for you, but it can be for you if you receive Christ. We know that all that happens to us is working for our good if. There's always an if. We know that all that happens to us is working for our good if we love God and are fitting into his plans, if we're doing his will and we're living for God. You see, God's main purpose is to prepare us and to form us for eternity and to conform us to the image of Jesus Christ. When we understand that, we can understand that we are not going to have easy seasons all the time in our life. God is still at work, and he's preparing something good for us. And finally, help others in this season of life. What, what good can I do in this season of my life? You might say, well, I'm in a bad season. There's not much good I can do. There's very much that you can do no matter what season you're in. So no matter what season you're in, do good. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, God did not put you and I on this earth to just suck air and be selfish. God put us on this earth, and he gifted us with gifts and talents. Why did he do that? So that we could serve others. I got to tell you, I love sports. But there's one thing I hate about sports. I hate about this, all this stuff. And I think, who gave you the ability you have? You should be on your knees thanking God that you have the ability and the gifting to play that sports rather than thinking it's all about you. And I got to tell you, many of us as believers, we think that even church is all about us. And when it's not, we go looking somewhere else or we try to find something else. If this is not good in my marriage, it's all about me. I don't feel good about me, so I'm going to find me another wife or another husband. But I got to tell you, I don't know why I got off on that. I'm doing a little preaching there. <laughs> <laughs> I decided to come back and be calm. <laughs> I, don't, I told Gay, I said, I'm not going to get uptight. I'm not going to get uptight. If you see me last night, I about crushed this pulpit, this thing here, and anyway, it doesn't matter to y'all. But I gotta tell you, God has gifted us with gifts and talents so we can help others, not to be selfish. In every season of life, we have opportunity to help others. Proverbs says, whenever you are able. So whenever you are able, do good to people who need help. It says whenever. It doesn't mean that when things are good in my life, it says, whenever. And so if you have an opportunity today to do good, do good today. Help someone else. So do, ever, do whatever you can while you can, no matter what season you're in, help others. Folks, do good while you can. If you say, well, you know, one of these days I, I, I will, and I'll say to you, you won't. If you say, one of these days I will, I can almost promise you that you won't. Because there's always something that's going to get in the way. There's always going to be an excuse for not doing it now. And there's no better time to serve God and to help other people than right now in your life. You say, well, buddy, I'm in a dark time. I got to tell you, if you want to get through that dark time, give your life away. It'll take the focus off of you and put the focus on others.
Because when we're going through a bad time, if you're like me, you know what you're focused on? Yourself. And I'm saying to you, if you're in a bad time today, focus on others. Do good for others. Rick Warren, I read this week, defines happiness as giving your life serving and giving your life to others. And if you're in a season that is robbing you of your joy, that's robbing of your ha happiness, I want to challenge you today to give your life away serving God. Just give your life away serving God and serving others. God wants to use you in this season that you're in right now to help others. Now, at our men's advance last weekend, I thought myself personally it was the very best men's advance we ever had. Number one, all I did was sit there and take in. Jason and Rich and Jay and other guys, they did all the work. I just showed up. That's a good thing. Uh, and it was good. But I'll tell you what made it good. There were men that stood up and shared from the seasons of life that they went through. And they shared testimonies of God's grace and God's goodness that, that they went through in those dark seasons of their life. And I got to tell you, God used them to encourage other men. And at the end of our advance, nearly every man in that uh, retreat place that we were at went to the front of the, uh, the room we were in and said that they wanted to be all in for God. You know, we had, we had a guy that shared the dark time of addiction and, and that he had overcome some addictions, but he was right in the middle of still dealing with addictions. And I got to tell you, I don't know who it was, but I know there were men there that struggled with addictions. And then there was another guy that shared about being betrayed and how to give forgiveness when you've been betrayed and how God works in, in, in a life. And, and there were men there that have been betrayed and there have been men there that who had betrayed. And God worked. And that because someone took a bad season in their life and were able to share it with others. We had a, we had a guy that struggled, a business guy that struggles with uh, being the spiritual leader in his home. And, and he shared, the, uh, shared of how that we as men can be the spiritual leaders in our home. And, and, and I'll tell you what, if you're a man, most of us men, we struggle with being the spiritual leader in our homes. And then we had a guy that shared a good season in his life during re revival. And that's why revivals are so important that during Lane Loman's revival where he came to an altar and he shared, and he shared with us that how he made a commitment to be all in. And I got to tell you, when we're all in, he, God will take care of the addictions. He'll take care of the betrayal. He'll help us to be spiritual leaders in our homes. And those men shared the bad seasons in their life and the good seasons in their life, and it helped others. It helped others. And I'll bet you, if you'd ask each one offline, it helped them. So what's in your heart and mind right now that you could do or the right thing you could do to help you grow and it would help other people if you don't put it off? Okay, here's what I want you to do this week. Everybody write this down. You don't have to write it down. Uh, but next week I am going to ask you what you did. Do something good this week for someone that may know or never know that you did it. Do something good. Every person in this room is in a season. And I'm just challenging Salem Fields, every one of you, the staff, every one of us, to do something good for someone this week. Man, can you imagine if you and I every week would determine we're going to do one good thing for one person in our life? 
starting at home. If you haven't done something good for your kids in a while, do something good for them. If you haven't done something good for your spouse, do something good for your spouse or your coworker. But do something good this week for someone. Do something good for someone else, okay? Now, now that might be out of your comfort zone. But if it would help someone else, see what God does in your life. Why, why does God care about us in the dark and challenging seasons of life we go through? Why does God want us to be more Christ-like? Why is he working on our life and continuing to work in our life? And there's a lot of answers to that question, but I think the main reason that God cares is so that when we go into the world, others will see the sun shining in our lives. Our coworkers may know that we're going through a dark time in our life where our husband just walked out on us, but for some reason, we're doing something good. And we got the joy in the Lord in our life. You know, when we go into the world, others will see the sun shining in us during the dark and difficult seasons in our lives. And just maybe, just maybe, they will be drawn to Christ because Jesus says, go ye, where's that scripture at? Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And so many times we think we gotta go out and we gotta share uh, the four spiritual laws to lead someone to Christ. And I'm gonna say to you, if you and I would go into our world and we would share in the dark times and we would help others no matter what we're going through and they could see the sun shining in us, we would make disciples of all men and all women. And God has called us as Christians to do that with our lives. So do something good this week to so show the people in our world that the sun is shining in your life, even in the dark times and even in the good times. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the day that we can have, the day that we've had today, Lord, an opportunity to come together and to sing and worship and to be together as friends and, and as the family of God, Father. And I just thank you for your presence here today. I thank you for the good people of Salem Fields Community Church, Father. I thank you, Lord, for the sabbatical that Gay and I had and the support that uh, we felt from our staff and others, Lord, and our board. And, and, and Lord, we just thank you that today that we can come together as a church, Lord. And I just pray for every person in this room right now. I pray, God, that your Holy Spirit would fall fresh in you upon us that we could sense today just how much you love us and how much we matter to you, God. Will you pour out your spirit upon us? And with all of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed, maybe you'd say right now, you'd say, buddy, I am going through a dark season in my life. And I'd really like for you to pray for me as you close. With all of our heads bowed, if you'd say, buddy, pray for me. I'm in a dark season in my life. It's ugly. And you just slip up your hand. I see your hand. Just slip up your hand all over the room. We're going through a dark season. You can put them right back down. God sees your hand. He knows your heart. He loves you. He cares about you. You matter to him. God's not mad at you no matter what season you're in. He loves you. Anyone else, just slip up your hand and say, pray for me. I'm in a dark time in my life. Father, I pray right now for those who are going through a dark season in their life. Life doesn't make sense. God, I pray that right now, Lord, that you will help them, that you would come around them and you would wrap them in your loving arms of love and comfort. Will you remind them this morning, God, that you're gonna make something beautiful out of their lives. Father, I, I just thank you. I can just thank you, Lord, this morning because I can remember 
when I used to think there was nothing good in me, and there's not. Only the good in me is you in me, living in me. But Lord, you've made some beautiful things out of my life, and I'm thankful for that today. And I just pray for my brothers and sisters here today and those online that are going through a dark season. Will you bless them? Fill them with your spirit. Now, what I want to ask you, if you're here today, and I want to ask you, will you make a commitment as a Salem fielder, whether you're going through a dark time or whether you're going through a good time? And seasons are good right now, and there's harvest. Or maybe the crops are growing, but maybe it's a dark time. Will you make a commitment today to do something good for somebody else this week in the name of Jesus? With all of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed, would you just slip up your hand and say, buddy, I'm going to do a good thing this week for somebody. I'm going to do something good. God bless you. That's just a commitment you're making to the Lord. And I got it on camera. <laughs> and I'm going to review it this week and write your name down. No, let's just do something good. Let, let's, let's, get, let's make Jesus' name known in our community. Thank you, Father, for those who are going to do something good this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can we stand and worship together? If you want to come and pray, you can do that. God bless you. We love you, and it's good to see you today.